It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Our 2023 Miami Dolphins Prospect Spotlight Series continues with Georgia tight end Darnell Washington, who he is, where he'd fit, and where the Dolphins would have to draft him if they wanted to add him to the roster for 2023. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today on the show, it's Darnell Washington, tight end, University of Georgia. The 2023 Prospect Spotlight Series continues. We are continuing through our journey. We have 10 tight ends in total we're going to be looking at as potential day two selections for the Dolphins. We're going deep with this one. Now, we'll get to other position groups. We're going to get to the offensive line. We might touch some running backs. Uh, we'll get to the defensive side of the ball as well. Linebackers, potentially safeties. We'll see how much time we have. But what we do definitely have time for is here today. We're going to talk about Darnell Washington. Welcome to Locked on Dolphins. You can find Locked on Dolphins on YouTube or wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. Appreciate you guys carving time out of your day and allowing me to be a part of it. I'm Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins, also the co-host of the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes with Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. We cover NFL team building from just about every angle. And uh, the other day we covered the AFC biggest remaining needs after the first wave of free agency and tight end was the position that I had flagged in that exercise, which is why we are starting here with tight end. It's a very comprehensive list and comprehensive group. One thing before we get started, we double dipped yesterday, was hustling, did Luke Musgrave, did Sam Laporta. I want to acknowledge everybody who took the time to point out and shout me out for saying that Sam Laporta was born in 2021. My apologies, slip of the tongue. Was hustling to get two shows in in a day. Sam Laporta was born, the tight end from Iowa, was born in 2001. So he is not a two-year-old prospect, okay? My my apologies. I heard from like 20 of you guys. He was born in 2021. Yes, my mistake. I will aspire to have no slips of the tongue throughout our time here discussing Georgia tight end Darnell Washington. That's the uh, subject of our attention right now. I'm going to give you guys a full rundown. We're going to talk about who he is as a player first here on the show. So let's start with the biographical junior tight end from the University of Georgia, 6065. So 6'6 six, six and 5 eighths of an inch. He's over, over six and a half feet tall. 264 pounds, an 83 and three quarters inch wingspan. I include that number with Darnell Washington specifically because it's a spectacular number. 34 and 3 eighths on the arm length. 11-inch hands, ran a 4.64 in the 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine, had a 31-inch vertical jump, but a 10-foot-2 standing broad jump, a 4.08-second short shuttle, 20-yard shuttle, and he put up the bench press 21 times. That's the 
athletic profile. Uh, he came from Desert Pines High School in Nevada. He was on the Under Armour All-America uh, participant of Team Pressure for the 2020 Under Armour All-America game. He committed on ESPN2 at the Under Armour All-America game to uh, the University of Georgia. I remember actually watching that game and watching him declare his intent to play for the University of Georgia. This was the number, this was a top 20 overall prospect in the country. So five-star recruit, everybody was after him, has been a freak athlete for forever. He played basketball and averaged a double-double in high school. Obviously, the accolades for football speak for themselves. Um, there's a lot of athletic pedigree, which you would expect with when we went through the athletic profile of who this player is. Darnell Washington had a career year this past year. He caught 28 passes for 454 yards. That's 16.2 yards per catch and had two touchdowns in 2022. Those are all career highs with the exception of the yards per catch when he caught seven passes for 166 yards as a freshman in 2020. This guy's a freak. That's the first thing. And the second thing that I'll say about Darnell Washington is... It's him and then everyone else. I am in the process of revamping all of my 10 years of experience working in the scouting space um, to do team-specific type grading, and that's been one of the challenges in years past, is assessing players for all 32 teams simultaneously. Well, now, now that I have transitioned away from draft-specific work for my full-time work, and this is my full-time work, we're going to be applying a lot of these principles specifically through the lens of the Dolphins. And I'm very excited for how that is going to give us some unique grades uh, based on what the Dolphins' specific needs are. But with what I am working through right now, Darnell Washington is head and shoulders above everybody else that we've discussed this far. This would be a blue-chip elite talent to add to this Dolphins team. And we're going to talk about how he fits. But before we do would like to continue to contextualize who Darnell Washington is. 93rd percentile for heart, height and 85th percentile for weight. A lot of these guys that we've been talking about, 6'3", 6'4", 245 pounds, 6'6", and a half, 264, is a whole different ballgame. Darnell Washington's 83 and 3 fourths inch wingspan is the 98th percentile of tight ends since 2000 at the NFL Combine. It's one of the largest human beings at the tight end position that we have seen in about 20, 25 years. That 34 and 3 eighths inch arm length is 91st percentile. As a matter of fact, so 91st percentile, he's, he's if you're 90th percentile, you're better than 90% of the tight ends that have passed through. So here are the numbers in which Darnell Washington is in the 90th percentile or better across that athletic profile that we talked about. Height, weight, wingspan, arm length, hand size, 98th percentile. So every size measurement they take at the NFL Combine, he is in the 90th percentile or better. With the exception of weight, excuse me, 85th. There's your slip of the tongue. At least I didn't say he was born in 2021. His 4.08 short shuttle, which is a test designed to test for lateral agility, is in the 97th percentile for tight end since 2000. 97th percentile. Like a, that's like a top 15 test of, of the last 20 years. And even the tests in which he is not in the 
90th percentile or better. Weight, 85th percentile. Uh, his standing broad jump of 10 foot two is in the 86th percentile. His 4.6440 yard dash is in the 79th percentile. His 1.61 second 10 yard split, which measures the explosiveness of the first 10 yards of your 40 yard dash, linear explosiveness, is in the 73rd percentile as like a 90th percentile size athlete. If you adjust his testing for his size, this is the Jordan Davis of tight ends. Not necessarily to that extreme, but if you remember Jordan Davis, the defense tackle from last year, won the top 15 the Eagles. Crazy athletic testing at crazy big size. That's this. The only thing he didn't test well in is the vertical jump at 31. But you know what? When you've got a 98th percentile wingspan and you're six foot six to begin with, I ain't worried about you going up how to catch football. You're going to have plenty of reach. Your catch radius is monstrous, monstrous as it is. This would be the guy, guys. I would, I would give considerable assets to move and get Darnell Washington. And we're going to talk about why next here on the show. We're going to talk about why I think Darnell Washington would be such a needle mover for the Dolphins. But not before I tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. The tournament is in full swing. There is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back if your first bet does not hit. It's $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. And then you can wager on everything from the money line to point scores to three scores to who's cutting down the nets and everything in between. All on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Darnell Washington, at this stage, with the players who are presently available, is the biggest potential catalyst in my mind, barring players that are available for trade that we do not know about. That the Dolphins have a realistic chance, a, a reasonably realistic chance to get in the strike zone to draft. I'm not counting on B. John Robinson to be in the same strike zone as Darnell Washington as far as, far as where he gets drafted. So I'm looking at NFL free agents... I'm looking at other prospects at other positions all throughout the entire talent pool of the draft. If you're going to be selected somewhere between 25 and 40 or 20 and 40 or 20 and 45, somewhere in that range, 
and available NFL talent. There is no player, I strongly feel this after watching Darnell Washington's tape between last night and this morning, there's no player that could more dramatically change the way the Dolphins' offense operates than Darnell Washington. None. This is not the most versatile tight end that I've watched. He is plenty versatile. I'm watching him against Oregon in the season opener, and they're running perimeter screens, and they're hitting quick throws, and he's the point man in the stack, or he's in a nasty split and a tight alignment off the offensive tackle's hip. And they will run action, quick hitting action to the perimeter, and he is latching on defensive backs six to ten yards downfield in space, and he is riding them into the ground and burying them. And then I'm watching him against Auburn. And against the Auburn Tigers, he is lining up in line, facing off against a first-round caliber pick in defensive end Derek Hall, and he is kicking his butt for 60 minutes as a blocker. He's reaching him when Hall has outside shade, his outside shoulder. He's down-blocking and creating wash. He's locking him up in zone concepts. He's got Derek Hall on his inside shoulder, and he's still releasing at the line of scrimmage and crossing his face to get out into routes. He just whooped his... And I shouldn't say 60 minutes because Georgia took their starters out after a while because they kicked their butts. But he dominated in every aspect of every game that I watched. He had production that was taken off the field because of penalties by other teammates in a big game, like a 30-yard game that was taken back against Oregon. He runs the middle of the field. He's an elite size receiver. If you're concerned about losing Mike Gusecki, add Darnell Washington. Washington's taller. Washington's longer. He doesn't have the, the vertical ups that Mike has, but he can high point the football. He's got good ball skills. It's, it's less about, wow, he's versatile enough to attach to the Dolphins' offense in so many different ways that would allow Mike McDaniel's coaching to shine, and it is more of the, wow, this dude is a freak. This dude will physically dominate you for 60 minutes on the edge of the line of scrimmage. And I just watched him do it to, to Derek Hall this morning from earlier this season. It was a mid-season, regular season game, and he destroyed him. The ease in which cre he creates push at the line of scrimmage, the length, he's, he is the body of an offensive tackle that runs 4-6-4, can hurdle tacklers on the boundary. He hurdled an Oregon defensive back up the sideline. We've all seen that play. Right, shallow crossing pattern, breaks the tackle, tiptoes, keeps his feet inbounds, gets upfield, hurdles a DB trying to tackle him on the sideline. He's comically large. And you cannot teach that. You cannot coach that. You cannot develop that. And what that provides for him to do, we all saw the clip of him at the NFL Combine with the blocking sled. Him driving the blocking sled versus every other tight end. It's the perfect embodiment of why Darnell Washington should be a player that is coveted very highly. And that is the challenge that comes with discussing Darnell Washington 
is where he's drafted and how the Dolphins would be in position to do that. Because if the Dolphins had their first round pick as originally scheduled, I would be pounding the table in the same way that I pounded the table for Jalen Waddle to be the pick at six. I would be pounding the table for Darnell Washington at 21. I might even be emphatically asking to trade up to get in front of teams like Washington and Green Bay in the event that they take him as teams in the teens. Now, I think ultimately, predictively, with positional value and the fact that he is not a robust receiving, volume receiving player, especially compared to Dalton Kincaid, who has a lot of buzzes, potentially tight end one. Uh, Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, certainly seems like the league is a little bit lower on, but these are your upper echelon tight ends in a very good tight end class. And then when you consider some of the dearth of offensive lines that are available across the NFL, how hard it is to find quality offensive linemen, and this is a good top of, tight, uh, top of offensive line class, that's why I think predictively you're talking about a strike zone of 20 to 40 for this football player. We're going to talk about where Miami angles themselves in, into that realm after we finish some, some parting thoughts here with him on film. What's really unique about Darnell Washington versus other tall tight ends is his body is proportionate to the point where he does not do what the other tall tight end that we've discussed thus far, Luke Musgrave does, where the hinges, and Mike Gusecki is this way too, right? With the tall, long, lean build, where the hinges in the, in the hips don't move the way in which you would like because the, the, the body mass distribution and your center of gravity is too high. Now, Darnell Washington's center of gravity is high because he's six foot six and three quarters. But Darnell Washington's mass and body distribution is also much denser, and that allows him to carry a more proportionate frame in which he, in a three-dimensional plane, even though he's high, he still has enough of his mass down in his lower half that he has the appropriate just scaled larger biomechanics to move at the tight end position to effectively sustain your balance as a blocker at the point of attack when you're striking and creating hand punch and stun or when you are trying to roll hips through contact and create movement at the point of attack. And that's a very important distinguishment because I am generally finding myself trending more towards, hey, I'd rather have a 6'4 tight end than a 6'6 tight end. Unless you're built like this, dude. Because if you're built like this dude, you're built like the 6'4", you're built like the 6'3 and a half, 245 pound tight end, you're built like him, you're just, everything scaled. And that is a rare build. And because of that, that's why I am so emphatic on Darnell Washington and then everybody else as far as opportunities to add to the tight end room. And I, I need to do Michael Mayer here on this series but I did Michael Mayer for Draft Network back at the end of the fall. I know his game well enough to know that he ain't this guy. And I need to do Dalton Kincaid. I'll actually tell you guys all the tight ends that we're planning on doing here. The four that we have done are Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta, Brenton Strange, and Luke Musgrave. As far as their fit with the Dolphins, I favor them in that order. Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta, Brenton Strange, Luke Musgrave. We need to do Michael Mayer. 
We need to do Tucker Craft of South Dakota State. We need to do Dalton Kincaid of Utah. And we we're also planning on doing Davis Allen of Clemson, Payne Durham from Purdue, and Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion. Grand total of 10 tight ends as day two candidates for the Dolphins. So that's the next couple days on the show. We're going to aspire to do more than one a day. But really, it's just a matter of how quickly can I watch the tape and then turn around, grade the player, have the conversation with you guys. We're going to finish with this range of where he's drafted and how this fits the Dolphins here uh, in this last commentary on Darnell Washington, who is public, uh, public enemy one, number one for stealing my heart this week on Locked on Dolphins. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card so miami picks at 51 and darnell washington had an outstanding nfl combine the feasibility of him being there at 51 feels very slim very marginal and you're probably going to find yourself in a position hoping that the other tight end hungry teams go in different directions for more uh, robust receiving splash play players. Darnell has always kind of been a complimentary player. He hasn't even been the number one featured tight end in the passing offense in Georgia between um, Brock Bowers, uh, who's been there the last two years and has been a high-volume player. But when I pull up the draft order, what we need to decide is how feasible is it that Darnell Washington gets out of day one. And if you find that Darnell Washington is out of day one, then all bets are off as far as your feasibility to go up and get him. I don't think anything should be considered unsacred. And with the, the emotions that I have with Darnell Washington, I would not be afraid of paying a significant price to make that happen. If that's a two this year and a two next year, like it would be on the table for me. So the teams that are generally considered to be tight end hungry teams. If Green Bay and Washington at 15 and 16, I still think that's too early. Those teams have needs at other spots. Green Bay on the offensive line. Green Bay also potentially at wide receiver. Green Bay also potentially with pass rusher. Washington at corner. Uh, Detroit at 18 is a team that you would have to clear. Uh, but Detroit between... Continuing to build out what they have on the defensive line. They signed Chauncey Garner-Johnson to a short-term deal. Potentially wide receiver, potentially Bijan Robinson. I know they, they signed David Montgomery in free agency, but um, they lost Jamal Williams. And DeAndre Swift is not lived up to his billing as a player. I think it's pretty reasonable to say Darnell won't go in the top 20. You have the Chargers at 21. You have potentially the Jaguars at 20, 24. I think Jacksonville losing Jawan Taylor, that's really going to put the Dolphins in a position where Jacksonville's going to need to draft a different spot. And they cut Shaq Griffin at corner. 
So they have a couple premier position needs. Dallas at 26 is Jake Ferguson, a fourth-round pick going to prevent you from drafting a tight end, potentially. Cincinnati at 28, you lost Hayden Hurst in free agency. Your tight ends under contract are not good. But you are a passing offense that has thrived with mismatches on the field. Are you going to want another size receiver to go with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase? Or are you going to want a more elusive tight end like you had in a Hayden Hurst with someone like a Dalton Kincaid? New Orleans, they have a bunch of investments. They're still paying Taysom Hill. I think that's pretty unlikely. Philadelphia has Dallas Goder and Kansas City has Travis Kelsey. So you have Chargers, Jaguars, Cowboys, Bengals. When we get to draft night, we need to root on the board falling in ways in which all of those teams have another premier position available because the tight end is not considered a premier position. How likely do we have no tight ends go? I think it's too good of a tight end class to not have any go. The challenge is to have one and it not be Darnot Washington. Because once you get there and you get back up into the top part of the draft again, and you go to the full order, Pittsburgh has Pat Fryermuth, Houston has a bevy of needs uh, as a rebuilding team, Arizona has probably the worst roster in the NFL, and they also just took Trey McBride. Indianapolis just took Jelani Woods in the third round. The Rams have uh, Tyler Higby, who they're paying, and they have probably the second-worst roster in the NFL. And then you have Seattle. Seattle, they have Noah Fant. They've got a bunch of big-body guys, but that might be a spot that might make sense. And then you have Las Vegas at 38 as a big problem spot because they just traded... Las Vegas just traded Darren Waller to the New York Giants, and Foster Moreau was scheduled to hit free agency, and he unfortunately was scheduled with Hodgkin, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma during a free agent visit with the Saints. So he has to focus on his health and getting back healthy, and we look forward to seeing Foster Moreau back on the football field soon before long, and we're sending our best wishes to Foster. But football is secondary right now for, for Foster. So that's two tight ends for the Raiders. And I'll be honest, the tight end that Darnell Washington most reminded me of was Rob Gronkowski. And Josh McDaniels obviously made quite a bit of touchdowns happen with Rob Gronkowski during their overlap time in New England. So I think 38 is probably your first big O-S-H, you know what. Um, That's a big hurdle you would probably have to get up over. I think his floor is probably 38. And his ceiling is maybe 18 to 21. The board's got a break right to get you through the first half of that. And then it would be up to you to make it go happen and go get in front of him with the, the Raiders with one of those other picks. I would do it. This dude would change the offense. He is everything that every tight end the Dolphins have had under contract for the last five years is not. An absolute freak of nature. Darnell Washington, no matter what, not that they can guarantee they can make it happen, but that's a scenario which we should all be rooting for on draft night because I would be ecstatic if it happened. Hope you guys were ecstatic with this content here on Locked on Dolphins. You can find it on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's your team 
every day here on the Locked On Network. We appreciate you guys. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Go check out Locked On NFL Scouting. We talked about the NFC team needs. Get a better idea of what this draft landscape looks like and how it impacts the Dolphins with that weight to pick 51. And uh, come on back a little later today. I have a feeling we're going to get into the podcast out a little later today as well. So fins up. Thanks for checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. I'll talk with you all again soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.